Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the What Podcast, which, as you guys know, we primarily do sort of focused on Bonnaroo, but an opportunity came up and I am so excited uh, for a lot of reasons. And I, and I'll just take a quick minute cause I want to, I want to hear Emmy, uh, speak more than me, but, uh, your manager reached out, uh, and said, Hey, do you want to talk to Emmy sunshine? She's coming to songbirds June 19th. And Emmy, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, first of all, that had me. Yes. I want to talk to, to you. Cause I know you've had, uh, a history here. Awesome. You were you played our Riverbend Festival when you were, what, nine or were you six? I know you were very young. Nine, yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know if you know this, but a little girl named Emmy Reimer, uh, Reimer um, you gave her a pair of your boots uh, that you wore, I guess, on the Grand oh, Old Opry. And uh, she I was a. Yeah, well, she was a guest on a, a music show that we used to do for the paper, and she wore those boots, and uh, she wears them all the time, and oh and so, gosh. so that had me too because you were so sweet to do that, and then uh, also as part of this email, uh, your manager says she you were asked to uh, co-write a song with Bootsy Collins, and um, well, I was in so. <laughs> So here we are. So tell me how that oh, happened. Tell me about. Yeah. So, so um, my publicist um, was talking to me about um, how I was going to um, go do this uh, festival sort of thing. I mean, I, my, my mom told me a lot about it, but I, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um I think it's the opening day uh, parade of the Reds, and um, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. Um, I can be a part of this parade. That's awesome. 
And then, you know, the whole coronavirus thing happened and we weren't able to do that anymore. Um, it was actually one of the last shows that we had before we, we were on a tour and it was one of the last shows that we had before we were going get, to get to go home, but it was canceled. Um, and Bootsy was a part of that as well. And he looked at my music and he was researching me and he ended up really loving it and wanting me to be a part of one of his projects. And since all the corona, coronavirus thing happened and everything that's been going on, we um, just decided to get a bunch of musicians and singers together and uh, put together a song. And me and Bootsy co-wrote um, Stars and I'm very, very happy about it. It's a great song and I'm, I'm very honored to get to work with him. So many, so those are words that just don't come out of most people's mouths, right? Bootsy, first yeah. of all, and uh, you got to write a song. And when you say got some people together, I've got the list in front of me. And uh, uh, we're talking Bela Fleck, Victor Wooten, uh, mm -hmm. Brian Culberson, Steve Jordan, um, and Dr. Cornell West. Yes. <laughs> who, if anybody had their TV on over the weekend, <laughs> got to see Dr. West. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple times. So, I mean, the timing, um, you know, I started to say good, but it's not good, is it? I mean, the reason all this is happening is because of so much uh, terrible stuff that's going on. But uh, what an opportunity uh, uh, to be a part of something like this, I have to think, for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very honored to get to work with Bootsy and especially the artists who have been a part of this. I mean, there were so many parts of this song where I was hearing different um, singers sing my song that me and Bootsy wrote. It's just, it's something that, you know, doesn't happen very often. And getting all these musicians and singers and writers together, I mean, like, that's, that's really, really cool. I mean, I think that's a song that's going to be uh, something that I'm going to remember for a very, very long time. Yeah, tell everybody about the song, right? Because it's, uh, it's a very socially aware, socially conscious, conscious song. Uh, what was the process with you? Did, I assume from watching it that you were in different places and probably talking just like you and I are now type of thing? Pretty, pretty much. It was kind of difficult to write the song because like, we were going to get together at one point, um, me and Bootsy and my mother um, and my family, and we were going to talk and get to know each other and maybe work on a song. We, were, we thought that that might happen. Um, but um quarantine started happening and we were just like oh maybe we can you know get together you know we can email back and forth we can do skype maybe at some point we never got to do that actually um but we just kind of went back with um emails and gave little pieces of the song to each other and kind of gave ideas back and forth and i feel like that somehow worked out i mean like it was, it was a very odd process but i mean like it had its perks i mean like getting to work with bootsy on this and i was very nervous about it first because i was like how the heck am i going to write a song without the other person <laughs> in the room with me i mean i, I, mean, I can understand skype because that's a little bit easier we didn't get to do that so i was a little bit worried about how um what what the outcome would be eventually i put down um, the track for this and i sang it and uh and it was it was really cool. I mean, like, I'm so happy with how the words turned out. I mean, I just sort of took what Bootsy was saying and I just applied it to the song. And I, I did it in a very simple way, but it just sort of, it just sort of um, 
kind of got everything in there in the way that I wanted it to. And I'm, I'm very, very happy with it. Did it change from much? I'm sure it changed that any song changes from the process, but I mean, things were happening and still are in the world every five minutes, it seems like. So yeah. how did that impact what you guys were doing? Well, I mean, well, the thing, I, I feel like that song in a way can apply to a lot of things. And, and I think that it is a way for us to have a very inspirational sort of uplifting song through anything. And I feel like it can be something that people either can relate to or people can listen to and be like, hey, you know, it's going to get better at some point. Things are going to get better and it has gotten better. I mean, things have, can get better. And that's sort of what that song is just really trying to say. But it's saying it in a way where it's not really kind of going towards, oh, well, this is all about the um, pandemic or it's all about everything else. I mean, like, I feel like this song can apply to a lot, whether it was intended for the pandemic or not, whether, you know, it was it was intended for it, but I feel like it has a broader reach now. That's kind of a, a tricky wicket right there, isn't it? You want it to be sort of of the moment, but not stuck in the moment, right? That was the hardest part of writing it. You know, that was sort of, I, I was really, I really wanted it to talk about, um, what everyone in the world was going through. I mean, like the pandemic and, but I mean, I didn't want it to be too obvious to where like it would only apply to that, you know, right. I, I wanted it to be diverse and I wanted it to be something that, you know, people could listen to maybe like 15 years down the line and still have it apply to something at least, you know, and I feel like that is, we kind of executed that very, pretty well, I think. How much of a historian would you say you are, music historian? I mean, do you do you know all of the people that were involved in this and their histories? Or uh... I don't know them personally, but um, when I first started the project, I, I didn't know um, like all the people who were a part of it. Then um, I started researching them and getting to know their music. And, and I, I am very, very happy that I got to because, you know, I'm, now I'm a fan of all the people who well, that's are what I. On. That's what and I'm wondering. Bootsy, and I, like, when I first heard about Bootsy. I didn't know a lot about him before. Like, but then I was like, oh, he is a really cool dude. I mean, he's a great <laughs> producer. He's, he's amazing. And I just got to know all about the people I'm working with. And that is yeah. quite an honor to, you know, just get to look at their history too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty good company you're in there. There's a there's a lot of history with those guys. That's why I wondered if it was something you knew beforehand or sort of figured out. I wonder if if you had known beforehand if you'd if you'd have done it, you know, or brain locked because. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know much about Bootsy, but I knew like a little bit beforehand. I mean, like I knew, I knew a tiny bit of some of the, some of his work. Um, but I mean, like there was a few people that I knew about, but, um, there was uh, a bunch of them that I just didn't know. I, I didn't know nothing about them, but then, you know, I looked up their career and what they did and, yeah. you know, I feel like that's really what's great about, you know, working with other people is you get to learn more about them and their history and then you get to learn about you. So I think it's cool. Talk. I want to ask you about other stuff you've got going on, uh, too, obviously, but the process you said was not what you would, envisioned or would have ideally you know uh put down but now that you've done it does it feel like something you could do again or are you just ready to get past this and go back to whatever normal is actually i think i could 
do it again. I, I can easily adapt to stuff like this. I mean, I've, I've we've had to do this before, and we've had to write with people over text or over uh, emails and Skype before. I mean, like, but I mean, like, it, it was sort of different when it was something that was this important, you know? Like, to me, this song was, like, a very big deal, and I didn't want to send, like, Bootsy Collins, you know, just some lyrics that weren't good enough for the song, you know? Right. You know, and I was um, so to me it was um, it was quite important to um, really get this correct. So it was a little bit of pressure, but I mean, I would definitely do it again because I had a lot of fun doing it. Tell me about the last seven years, I guess, or eight years of your career. I mean, uh, what a what a career path, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> It's something else. I mean, I started singing when I was around five years old, and my great grandmother, my grandmother, my dad, and uncles, and everybody, everybody in between were, were singers, and either singers are musically inclined in some way. Right. And my mom was a writer way before I was born, so <laughs> I kind of had both of those things that I could learn how to do, or either have a little bit of a talent to do. And I think at some point when I was around five, I was singing and I loved it, but I wanted to start writing music too. So I wrote my first song when I was five. And then I went on about seven to playing ukulele and trying to learn guitar at the time, but my fingers were too small for that then. And then I just went on playing different things. I mean, I went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I, I was playing there for a long time. And um, then I got one day, I got to play the Grand Ole Opry. And then again, and again, and about 15 times I did that. And I've gotten to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I was on the Today Show, and I've got to do so many things that I would have never thought, you know, when I was when I was little, that I would really get to do as much. Like, I, I never knew that. And I'm really, really happy with how it turned out, because, you know, I get to travel, I get to sing, I get to voice, you know, my songs in a very cool way to an audience that I'm very, very glad that I get to have. So, I mean, it's turned out pretty good. I mean, I've gotten to do all kinds of things. Are you a planner? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, my plan when I, was, when I was younger is that, okay, I'm going to be a singer-songwriter, musician, and this is exactly what I'm going to do and is going to go out exactly like this, and that's it. Uh, it's never going to change. Nothing ever is. And that's about it. And then, you know, I just thought, well, yes, you're still going to do these things, but your direction might change. Some things might change, and you have to be able to, um, you know, take that change and go with it, you know, and that's something that I had to learn over time. But, I mean, I'm a planner, but I don't try to plan too much to where I'm, you know, putting myself in a position where I won't be able to fluctuate in ways that I need to. That's a great answer. That's what I was kind of getting at. Uh, second part of it is, are you a sort of a list, a goals setter? Do you have like the Grand Ole Opry you've done? Are there people that you want to perform with, write with, uh, work with? Do you have that kind of list? Yes, <laughs> especially <laughs> with writing. I mean, I have so many people that I want to write with, and I've talked about that a lot before. I mean, like, I've always wanted to write with um, the Loretta Lynn. I mean, I've wanted to write with um, Jack White, which was something I would always want to do. I've always wanted to write with um, 
Dolly. I, I, I really want to write with Dolly. Um, there's just so many people um, that I would I would love to get to work with um, in any way, singing or, and I think that it would be really cool to, um, you know, really do those things eventually. I have plans when it comes to that, but I mean, I think a lot of times I forget to plan and then I'll just go on on my way when it comes to my goals. Um, but I mean, I have all kinds of things that I want to do, especially vocally. I want to, you know really work on my vocals in the best way that I can. I want to take care of myself and I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my voice because it's something that is very important to me. So, I mean, like, I think there's a lot of things, you know, just instrument wise, there's so many instruments I want to learn as well. I mean, like, there's, there's so many things, but I mean, yeah, there's, I definitely have goals. The, uh, priority, I mean, Dolly, it's amazing, uh, on this podcast when we, we've asked people, who they want to see at Bonnaroo. Dolly, I think is number one, uh, for yeah. most, for most of us. Yeah. And it, you know, crosses all genres. Doesn't matter. Um, Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's Dolly. Yeah. She goes, she's good. She's phenomenal. Have you met her? I have not met her, but I hope to one day. She nice. was a big influence on my life. I mean, my family introduced me to my, my, her music at like a very young age. And I was just, enthralled by her voice and her writing. So yeah. I hope to meet her. She's a great inspiration. I should say, um, we're do we're, we're talking a couple of weeks before the song comes out. The song is supposed to come out on the 12th. It's called stars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, if we can't embed it on here, we're going to link to it. So people will see it. So yeah. whether we have it or not, they'll, they'll be able to see it. But, uh, you're also you've also graciously agreed to uh, sing it. There's Brad. Oh, hi, hey guys. There's our there's our co-host Brad. Brad, meet yeah. Emmy. Hi, Emmy. Lovely to see you. Nice to see you as well. Sorry, I uh, I'm late. I uh, there's a hurricane coming right for us, and um, we just now realized it. <laughs> oh, I can't blame you for being late. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I see that Barry got a haircut. He looks good. Same to you. Same to you. Cut. Very happy to see that. Yeah. We have just been talking about this song that uh, Emmy co-wrote with Bootsy Collins. It has um, Bela Flack and Victor Wooten and yeah. Dr. Cornell West on it. And we're going to hope to link to it. And uh, she's going to sing a couple of songs for us here in just a little bit before she has to get off. So, um, I'm sure you had a couple of questions that you that you had lined up. Well, I in quarantine life, all of these uh, things sound damn near impossible. So how did how did it all how did everybody do this at once, including Cornell West, which, you know, not really known for his uh, the backing band for <laughs> Cornell West. He's great in it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean. He, yeah, it was it was so cool. I mean, like when I first heard his voice and I was like. This is this is something else. Who is that? Like, I was, I was so, um, I, I was so confused, but at the same time, you know, you know, surpri surprisingly very pleased. And then, uh, we, we just started looking at all the people who were going to be on this. And I was like, oh, that is very surprisingly cool. I mean, like yeah. that, that's, that's really amazing. And I just, I just did not realize at first who that was. And I mean, I think that it was like, looking at all the people who, who have worked on this so far, I mean, like, it's just like, 
it's insane. I mean, like, especially with how many people that um, have you contri- have contributed and like have really been um, a major part of um, the vocals or anything. I mean, like, it's it is uh, it's really cool. <laughs> it's the it's the power of Bootsy. It he's, is the power. He's, he's, he's the glue that keeps a nation together in times of turmoil. Agreed. I meant to say at the beginning, Emmy, and ever since, I used to work at a record store probably in the late 70s and 80s. My all-time favorite album title is What's Bootsy Doing? I just think that's the that just cuts right to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's only- arrogant. It's, co- it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> But he delivers, you know. (laughs) It's got like that. It's got that uh, cool factor to it. That I mean, like it's just the title and everything. Once you just see it, you're like, oh, that's gonna be cool. (laughs) That's 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 mic drop right there. That's it. It'll never be a better. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Go ahead, Brad. What's that? I'm sorry, I lost you. you. If you got any other questions, I know you. So yeah, because you. How can I put this where it's not offensive, which is damn near impossible for me. How do you how do you manage doing what you do under the umbrella called country where it's so fractured in so many different ways? Can you even call what you do country? I used to, but then my music evolved and it became more. And that's just yeah. what it did. I mean, like, I consider it more Americana than anything because they right. like Americana or so many things. And you can just really just be whatever you want. I mean, like, it doesn't have to have some sort of um, goal to set, you know, to be more country or to be more, right. or, you know, blue. And and I think and I think the the label is the thing that's so confusing I think to so many people I mean you watch Jason Isbell Jason Isbell who has such a problem with the label of country and then you know I read an article the other day where his new album is labeled alt 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 country you know I mean there's so now we we've gotten to the point where we're slicing this you know ham so thin that you barely can taste it anymore um, and you know, Americana makes a lot of sense, but you know, it is, it is sort of, uh, a sound that is, uh, kind of all over the place. And, yeah. you know, that, I think that's sort of the point, right? That is, to me it is. I mean, I, I just don't like being labeled with my music because, because I feel like when I do like some like major, like, oh yeah, I'm definitely country or I'm definitely um bluegrass or i'm definitely blues or i'm definitely this or else and, and it just sort of feels wrong to me because like i don't feel like i'm able to put my music under a specific label like that because it doesn't fit perfectly to that i think we've talked about on here brad it's if you looked at anybody's uh podcast other uh, ipad list their you know their playlist it's all over the place Right. So, yeah. Genre genres really don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. So it's. Do I you agree do. with that, and I don't really care about the genre as much. Whether it's great lyrics, you know, I feel like the music needs to be really, really cool. I mean, I like cool melodies. I mean, like I just I don't care about the genre as long as it's good music and it has a good message to it. That's all I really. That's all I really want. I mean, like I don't really feel like you know just like what goes out on like you know you know, pop country radio and everything else is just sort of, 
it's it's it doesn't have a lot of depth to it and to me as just for me i don't particularly like that so I are mean, you telling me that you think my tractor sexy doesn't have depth <laughs> I, I hate to tell you but no I don't. damn it <laughs> it touches you right yeah it does it touches you yeah emmy do you need to get off you got time to sing for us I got time to sing for you. All right. All right. Awesome. What are you going to sing? What do you got? What's uh, what's coming up for, for the band, you and the band? Yeah. Um, I have my recent um, album out right now called, um, excuse me. Um, I, I, <laughs> I have my album out now called Family Wars. And um, I think I'm going to do a little um, track from that. Yeah, this is one called Crimson Moon. This crimson moon in Georgia heats is where I lost you. That's where I found me. Now I'm better off. Oh, all alone. A promise ring on your hands. Go. Very there nice. You go. I uh, here's what I want to do. 
Uh, I want to watch that again and practice my hair flip. (laughs) (laughs) So expertly done, too. So expertly done. The hair flip is so perfectly timed every time. Oh, I appreciate it. (laughs) And the song's good, too. How about that? I've mastered the hair flip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask this. Uh, You you prepared another one for us, so if you'll take us out with that one. But I wanted to say the song, Stars, the one you co-wrote with Bootsy that has a whole list of stars on it, uh, comes out on the 12th. Uh, we should have a link to it, if if not as part of this show. But you're also going to be at Chat- Songbirds in Chattanooga on June 19th. Uh, so I guess you're getting back out, huh? You're starting to starting to do some shows. Wow, an actual show! Yeah, an actual show. <laughs> so weird to think already. I mean, like, it, I'm glad that we are getting back out. But I mean, like, it's it's been so scary and you know odd lately that it's just it's just really um, difficult to get back in that group of just um, traveling and going. But I mean, I think it's going to go good. We're going to try and see what happens. What, where are you called? Where are you right now? We're in Nashville. Okay. Um, yeah. We had a few things to do here. So we left little, our little town to come here. So. Okay. So, so it, it's not like, it's not like traveling across the country for a show. You're just you're staying oh, no. regional. That's not bad. Okay. All right. Well, that's I, to me that that's breaking news. There's a show happening. That uh, is big. And I think that's what I think that's what we're going to see. I know Songbirds has uh, started booking some shows here with some local people, but also some regional acts. Uh, Emmy's actually up from uh, Madisonville, Brad. So she's uh, yep. she's not far from. We claim her, as and, I and always say. If somebody does good, we claim them. And, and it's going to be it's going to be venues like. Uh, those sh- uh, small intimate venues that sort of like start opening these things up and, and, and being sort of the Petri dish and the test run for then the, the 500 room, the, the thousand head room, um, yep. you know, and seeing the step move, uh, that's a, that's a big step. That's a big step that's happening. I did not see that coming. Oh, well, good luck. I hope that, I hope it goes well. What gonna do? All right. What are you going to take us out with Emmy? And thank All you right. so, so much for doing oh, this. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. Um, I have a little song here that I started writing about two years ago. Um, this is one um, that I started writing um, with some friends of mine um, here in Nashville, um, Vicky McGeehy and Kyle Jacobs. Um, we started writing this song because, uh, well, I mean, I just don't particularly write a lot of um, uplifting songs that often. Or, you know, love songs in general because I just don't really like them very much. Um, but I... <laughs> I well, how, was it, how was it you described Oh Caroline with your brother as a family tragedy? Is that what it... Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's funny. <laughs> oh, no, you were fine. You were fine. Um, here you go. But, 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 yeah, I mean, who does like... Who, do, who likes positive songs? Who... <laughs> I mean, who wants to listen to Macarena every every three hours? I am able, I am strong, I am able, I carry on. Oh, we are able, we are strong, oh, we are able, we carry on. We learn to stand when battles come, 
nice. Cool. You're doing you're doing just fine with the happy sucks. You're doing yeah, just fine. Good. <laughs> I like it. Emmy Sunshine, you're so kind to give us this much time and to do this. And uh, I hope everybody out there enjoyed it as much as I did. So weird. Emmy Sunshine and, and um, Bradley Dark Cloud. Uh, it's so, so ironic. Yeah, yeah thank, well, thanks you for coming both. on. Yeah, thank you so much. And enjoy the, uh, enjoy the uh, show. Man, I, I can't wait to see how this goes. This is this is a big test. It's a big test for, you know, small independent venues like that. So I, I really do hope it goes well for you guys. Thank you so much. And, and Barry, you better be there. I want to be hear. There. You better be there. I'll All be right. there. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll see ya. See you guys. Yeah, thank you. Hey, 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 hey. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.